people have been hyper-focused on using this time to hustle harder. All things being normal, having a time like this where you get to stay home, things have slowed down, would be a godsend. But look around, things are not normal. People have new pressures, new and unexpected responsibilities. They're trying to figure out how to balance and fit them in. Mental health is suffering. It's a lot. A month ago, grocery shopping didn't feel like making a run on The Walking Dead. It's a lot. And I don't want people to feel pressured to hustle harder. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 68 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Before we dive into the rest of today's episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so encouraging episodes like this one can continue to inspire other women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. For today's episode, I wanted to check in to share how I've been, what's been on my mind, what I'm doing that's working for me from both a personal and a business perspective. At a time like this, I think it's so important that we lean into our community. This is a global pandemic. Not many people living, if any at all, have been through something like this before. And so I think it's really important that we lean into each other and share resources. You guys are my community, and I want to make sure that I'm doing my part to build up others at a time like this when there's so much uncertainty. And I honestly, up until now, haven't been ready to speak about how I've been feeling just because I've been processing, I've been praying about a way that I can be helpful to people around me without adding to all the noise and the fear mongering that I've been hearing out there. And so above and beyond sharing these weekly episodes that a lot of you have told me has been inspirational to you, I just still wanted to think about other things I could do. So as I was doing my daily devotional this morning, the truth I kept circling back to is that I am so thankful to have met so many of you because of this show and that I want to build you up and encourage you during this time where the whole world seems to be off its axis and so many of us experiencing this tidal wave of change all at the same time. So whether you're working from home for the first time whether you're homeschooling and working or running a business and homeschooling, everything is happening in an entirely different environment than you knew when you were making those 2020 goals. Yes, the world is different from what many of us were looking forward to, but here we are. And the question is, what are you going to do with the lemons life has given us? It sounds cliche, but it's a valid question. This time, really, there's no excuse. So here's a little bit of tough love for you. We are all, literally all of us, going through this together. How are you going to grow and thrive despite everything that's coming at you? And you know what? You may not want to hear this right now, so I give you permission to pause and come back to this episode. I know I wasn't ready to absorb this sort of tough love when I first heard it, but you know what? Innovation rises out of difficult and stressful times like these. Hear me when I say this, because this isn't another call to use all of your extra time to hustle harder. Quite frankly, for many of us, myself included, 
there isn't that much extra time. I have a lot on my plate right now, but all the same, I've been forced to look at my life, my family, my friendships, my business through a different lens, and I know I'm better for it. So today, I'm just here to share five lessons, tools, pieces of advice that are helping me survive and thrive during this time. And if it helps to encourage and build up even one of you, I will have accomplished my goal for this episode. So if that sounds like something that you would like to hear right now or that you think would be helpful, keep on listening because there are five things. But before I get into the list, you know, the other day, Instacart, bless their hearts, I'm so thankful for all the people who are out there delivering things like Amazon, but Instacart delivered our groceries. And this was after a week of not having my daughter's favorite cereal. So my oldest daughter came downstairs to find that her cereal was sitting on a bench in our dining room, just amongst a lot of other groceries. She immediately ran to pick up the box and kissed it. She kissed the box. And in that moment, I just lost it. She had kissed a box that had been handled by who knows who with who knows what. You just can't be too careful these days. So of course it was fine because right now our formal dining room is my husband's sanitizing station. As soon as groceries come in, he wipes down the boxes. He takes them out of their original packaging and, you know, he just does the works. I'm so, so grateful for my husband. Needless to say, that box had already been sanitized, but uh, that didn't stop my heart from skipping several beats. So clearly my oldest has a flair for the dramatic kissing the box because she had missed her cereal. But right now she's not quite old enough to understand how her behavior needs to adjust to the times we're living in today. In fact, every other sentence my kids utter starts with, when the virus is over, they say things like, when the virus is over, can we have a picnic on the beach? Or when the virus is over, can I go visit my best friend? I mean, they all have like five best friends that they can't wait to see at school. And it's a little bit heartbreaking, but really that's the reality. When I think about it, their mindset right now is literally childlike faith in practice. They already expect that this will all pass and they're making plans for all the amazing things they will do to make up for lost time. And they show me every day that once we're ready to see them, there are gems and lessons to be mined from this pandemic. Yes, even through everything we have already lost. And I know a lot of us have lost a lot. So lesson number one, is to give yourself permission to grieve your loss. I know you probably feel guilty about grieving what seems to be little things because people are literally losing their lives in this pandemic and they have loved ones who are grieving for them. But you know what? Your grief is valid too. It's okay for you to acknowledge what you have lost because as soon as you let yourself grieve, you can find your way to hope to renewal, and then you can start to reinvent whatever dreams you feel aren't going the way you had planned. I know that a lot of you, myself included, saw 2020 as the year to make things happen. And you know what? It still can be. It's just probably going to look a little bit different from how you had envisioned it. If you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, or if you follow me on social media, you know that I've been working for myself for almost two years now. August is going to be my second anniversary of leaving my full-time job. 
And within that span of time, I've really come to enjoy working from home all by myself. And sometimes my husband works from home, but even still, he's in his office, I'm in mine, and we see each other when we're in the kitchen for snacks, coffee, whatever. But now we have kids at home as well, and my husband's there working as well, and the kids are homeschooling. So we're constantly trading back and forth to see what lessons need to be taken care of for the kids. And for the first two weeks, it was a huge adjustment. I found myself just getting frustrated because... Oh, things just weren't as they used to be. And eventually I just had to stop and check in with myself just to understand why I was feeling this way. And I realized I was grieving the loss of a lot of things at the same time. And I just, I missed having time alone. (laughs) Um, My business is rapidly changing, especially with my brick and mortar based clients. Travel, adventure, those are important to me, and I was grieving the loss of trips we wanted to take this year. I was grieving the loss of having a sense of safety around my loved ones. My mom is a nurse practitioner, and until this week, she was still seeing patients without adequate PPE. And then she was going home to my retired dad. Um, My dad is, I think, eight years older than my mom, and so... Basically, I was concerned because they're a little bit older. And also, homeschooling the kids required time away from my work, from building my business. And I just needed a huge mindset shift because so much was changing at the same time. And it was going to change regardless of whether or not I was ready for it to happen. You know, this is not to say that I don't love being around family and that I don't value having our ability to work from home and the ability for us to order groceries. We are definitely coming from a position of privilege, but still that fact doesn't negate how I was feeling. It doesn't negate how you're probably feeling. And so in doing all of this soul searching, I was reminded of the stages of grief. So I don't know if you've seen these cycles, depending on who you talk to, they're probably five or more. And for me, I noticed that I was going through the cycles of grief. So here are eight stages of grief that I found myself going through. I'm sharing them because I'm hoping that if you can put a name to what you're feeling, it will help you to process your feelings a little bit more efficiently because it certainly helped me. So here are the eight stages of grief. First is shock. So a lot of us are probably feeling shock about the situation that we all find ourselves going through right now. It's a little bit jarring to think there's a virus spreading across the whole world and it's killing people. So two is denial, right? Thinking it can't be as serious as the media makes it out to be. Three is desperation for answers, right? So 24-7, I know a lot of us are looking up the stats on, you know, how the virus is spreading. People are glued to the news, social media 24-7. Four is bargaining, praying to God, bargaining with him. You know, if you keep me safe, if you keep my family safe, I'll never do X, Y, or Z again. Five is relapsing, staying in bed for hours, not wanting to get dressed, and then going through steps one through four all over again. I've definitely been there. Six is initial acceptance. So accepting that this is our reality, 
and that things are forever going to be changed. There's no going back to what we knew no matter what. Seven is anger. So just lashing out because of the realization you came to in step six. And finally, eight is hope. Hope that we can reinvent ourselves and our dreams to fit into this new reality we find ourselves in. It will take us all different lengths of time to make it through these different steps, but the sooner you can find the hope, the lessons, the brighter side, the sooner you can get back to building the legacy you've been working on. And by this, I don't mean only business growth and business legacy. I also mean strengthening your family bonds and strengthening your friendships and your mindset and your health and your spiritual walk. Contrary to popular belief, it's not all about business. This has been such a good opportunity for us to get to know our kids better. I mean, I always knew that our kids had different personalities, but now we're really getting to see other sides of them that we hadn't had a chance to discover before. One thing I will say is that going through a time like this will definitely expose your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses and opportunities for you to do better. I'm learning so much about myself, which brings me to lesson number two, which is to take time for yourself. So as type A high achieving women, this is often an issue that we have where we're forever taking care of other people and making sure other people are doing well and forgetting about ourselves in the process. For myself as a business owner, I've been so busy pivoting my business, checking on clients, making sure my family is fed, the house is clean, the girls have a schedule, schoolwork is submitted. I've been so busy focused on all those things that I let myself go even more than I usually do. And I had to take a step back and figure out how to correct that imbalance. And I was able to do that by creating a new Corona morning routine for myself. Just because we no longer have commutes or school drop-offs, we kind of slipped into this cycle of sleeping late and waking up later. And by the time we got up, the kids were looking for breakfast. They needed to start their schoolwork. We needed to jump on calls. Essentially, I was diving into the day headfirst without taking time for myself. I think some days, even worse than usual, I would skip entire meals and be exhausted at the end of the day. So enter the morning routine, which means I do have to wake up before everyone else, but it's not 5 a.m. It's between 6 and 6.30, and this is kind of how the routine plays out. First, I do my daily devotional work out, shower, go through my skincare routine because I'm using this time to get my skin right. Um, I'll do 15 minutes of folding my laundry because there is a mountain of my laundry alone because I've been doing everyone else's and neglecting mine. Then by that time, my husband's usually out of the bed. So I'll lay the bed just because I love walking into the room and seeing my bed laid. Then I'll have coffee and check my emails all before the girls wake up at 7 a.m. Following this routine has just left me in a much better mood during the day. Plus, even after doing all that, I'm still more productive during the day. So if you've been free-flowing your day while you've been quarantined, you may want to create a quarantine routine that works for you and your family and see if that helps with your emotional balance and your mental health. Let me know if you guys create a new routine for yourselves. I'd love to hear it and see if I can incorporate some of yours into mine. 
So lesson number three is to nurture relationships that matter. Not too long ago, I saw a meme that just had me rolling. Okay, so there have been a lot of good memes lately. That's just how people are dealing with this. But that particular meme went something like, if he didn't call to check on you when Rona hit, you really didn't matter to him anyway. So yes, there's a lot of shade with that meme, but it's, it's also true. It really is. If you're not important to him at a time when the whole world is going through this, yeah, you didn't matter to him. The point being, at a time like this, people close ranks. Family units are quarantined together and they're not letting anyone else in. Right now, I just don't have the energy to invest time into surface level relationships. That being said, it's important not to isolate yourself. So pull those who really matter to you even closer. My girlfriends and I now have a weekly Zoom call that lasts at least two hours. I mean, once we get started, it just keeps going until dinner time. And then usually at the end of the Zoom call, all our kids get to see each other and say hi because they're all used to playing together. Our group chat is probably more active than it's ever been because we're all home, work has slowed down, we're not running errands, and quite frankly, we need each other. I also call my parents more often because, as I said, I'm worried about them. I talk to my sisters more often because, well, we're sisters. That's just what we do and that doesn't really change. But I say that all to say that this is the time to nurture relationships that matter to you. All the people you just happen to see around or who only seem to call you when they need something, this is actually a great time to let those types of relationships fizzle out. Word to the wise. So lesson number four is to find a hobby. For some of us, while we don't necessarily have extra time on our hands, our schedules have shifted around enough for us to make time for new hobbies. One of my favorite pastimes has always been cooking and baking. And it seems like I, along with the rest of America, are doing a lot of baking these days. And in fact, the other day, I went to Walmart all masked up and gloved up Man, that was a little bit traumatizing to go out and see everyone wearing masks because I really haven't been leaving the house. As I mentioned, um, Instacart has been delivering our groceries, but um, Costco only had 50-pound bags of flour, and we definitely weren't going to need that. So I went out, went to Walmart, and found no flour, no yeast, like the shelves had been cleared out. So I went across the street to Central Market and they had everything I needed. For those of you that are not familiar, Central Market is like a Whole Foods, only it's owned by H-E-B in the South. Anyway, the goal with finding a hobby is to do something that you enjoy, that makes you happy, and that quite frankly gets your mind off of what's happening around us. So this week, for example, I made brownie cookies that were a semi-fail because, and I should have known this could happen um, because on Pinterest, when you look below the image, those of you that Pinterest know what I'm talking about. If you look below the recipe image, you can see the results other people got when they baked it. And there were a lot of people saying, eh, mine didn't quite work out. So when I made these brownie cookies, mine didn't quite why look the same either, but they taste amazing. Anyway, the week before, I made sugar cookies, which were shaped like starfish and sharks because that's what the kids wanted to do. Oh, they tasted so good because I put 
lemon rind in them. So if you've never done that with your sugar cookies, try to put a little bit of lemon rind in it. What else did I bake? I baked carrot cake muffins and Hulk muffins. Um, one of my girlfriends said, don't lose that summer body because you sure are baking a lot. You know what? My family is wolfing down my baking faster than I can get it out of the oven. So I guess I'm doing a pretty good job and we're staying as active as possible. So pray for your girl so I don't lose a summer body. But um, next week, I think I want to try challah bread. Actually, if you follow Immaculate Bites, she has an Instagram account she actually has the top ranked recipe on Pinterest for challah bread, and which is pretty interesting because that's a Jewish bread and she does more African type recipes. So in any case, I'm going to try that next because the images looked amazing. And along with baking, I'm also tackling some DIY projects around the house. So far, I've organized our pantry. I've spray painted some faucets, bronze that... Mm, we just don't plan on replacing them. So I figured I may as well spray paint them to match the rest of the hardware in the house. Um, and then I have a few other projects lined up that I might actually share on my dormant YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, so the point there is learn something new, find something interesting to do with your hands or different part of your mind than you typically work with. So you can come out of this with a different skill than you've had before. And if you listen to my episode on how to make friends as an adult, um, that was one of the tips in there was to find new hobbies and join the communities of people who do those hobbies. So that could be something you do when we come out of this quarantine. Anyway, so last but not least, number five is to use this time to level up. I intentionally did not lead with this one because I think people have been hyper-focused on using this time to hustle harder. All things being normal, having a time like this where you get to stay home, things have slowed down, would be a godsend. But look around, things are not normal. People have new pressures, new and unexpected responsibilities. They're trying to figure out how to balance and fit them in. Mental health is suffering. It's a lot. A month ago, grocery shopping didn't feel like making a run on The Walking Dead. It's a lot. And I don't want people to feel pressured to hustle harder. For some people, there is truly nothing left in the tank at the end of the day. And if you're fortunate enough to have the capacity to start a side hustle or to pivot your existing business, by all means, do it. If you have a business that is suffering due to the pandemic, it's a great time to pivot. And quite frankly, your survival depends on your ability to pivot and pivot quickly. The key to pivoting, though, is to look at the market as it exists today, look at the trends, look at new problems that people are facing, and see how you can use your existing resources to solve those problems. Maybe the problem you are solving with your current business wasn't painful enough, especially in comparison to all the things people are dealing with today. So if you don't know, outside of this podcast, I run Pele & Co., which is a brand strategy and design firm where we serve as virtual chief strategy officers to a portfolio of companies. So these companies put us on retainer so that they can reserve a fraction of our time to create and execute their growth and marketing strategy. So as you can imagine, I have personally had to shift the focus of our company's offerings 
to address the needs that businesses have today to solve more pressing problems. And as I said at the top of this episode, I want to be a resource to my community of business owners at a time when there's just a lot of uncertainty. And if you're a part of my newsletter list, stay tuned for resources I'm going to be sharing soon. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, be sure to do that at sewajpelly.com. At a time like this, we need each other. We need community. We need to pool resources and help each other make it to the other side of this. You know, things are definitely not going to be business as usual, even after the coronavirus is no longer a threat. So if before this all happened, your business was not fundamentally on solid ground, this is the time to fix it. And by that, I mean, if your branding isn't on point, if you don't know your numbers, if your messaging, your value proposition isn't clear, if your offer wasn't generating enough business before, it's definitely not going to generate more business now. If you're afraid to put yourself out there, I think we did an episode on being the face of your brand. If you're still afraid to put yourself out there and sell your services and your products, this is the time to fix that because people's attention is very divided. So if you're not out there providing your resources that are going to solve their problem, you're doing them and yourself a disservice. So if you need help with any of that, please don't hesitate to reach out. We are an ecosystem. And if part of our ecosystem dies off, the rest of us are going to be limping for a long time. So it's just important that we continue to lift each other up. So there you have it. This is how I've been. This is what I've been thinking about, what I've been up to. And I hope this episode just helped to build you up and show you that you're not alone. In fact, I would love to hear from you. How are you doing, sis? How can we help you thrive in this time? Go ahead and share your thoughts under this week's episode post on the She's Off Script Instagram page. With that, I'll see you right back here for the next episode. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.